Big idea. Worship is not a product or service I demand. It is the product of a life fully surrendered, submitted, and committed to Jesus. Our weekly identity statement, I am a Christ follower, therefore, I don't make God walk where I go, I walk humbly with God. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. Today, I want to look at a couple of other forms of worship that might seem a little foreign. The Sabbath and Holy Days. As we look at Jesus' life, we can see times where Jesus did both. Jesus observed the Sabbath, though not like the Pharisees thought he should, and he observed most of the holy days. Let's look at Jesus and the Sabbath. Luke 4 is a great place to start. As we've already covered, it was Jesus' custom to go to synagogue on the Sabbath. We see that in Luke 4.16. But we also see that Jesus taught in the synagogue on the Sabbath. So Jesus didn't just rest on the Sabbath, but he went to synagogue for teaching. In Luke 4.31, we see that Jesus, on another Sabbath, went to Capernaum and taught the people there. And they were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. But that's not all. Jesus freed a demon-possessed man on the Sabbath, which ticked off the religious leaders because they considered that work, even though the Torah made provisions for acts of mercy on the Sabbath. But we see that Jesus also waited until the Sabbath was over to get to the hard work of healing. When Sabbath had ended, Jesus spent the rest of the evening and much of the night healing people in Peter's house. How do we know this? Luke 4 verse 40 says, At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Sunset was when the Sabbath was officially over, and that was when Jesus got to work that evening. In fact, Jesus taught the Sabbath. When he was being accused of breaking the Sabbath, he corrected the Pharisees. He said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Pharisees had flipped it upside down. They had turned the Sabbath into a religion all on its own. There are 39 categories of work you couldn't do on the Sabbath, which the religious leaders then expounded into thousands of other things that couldn't be done on the Sabbath. There were more rules for the Sabbath than anything else. And the Sabbath, which was meant for rest, had become a religious burden. But Jesus fixed that. Hey boys, all your rules about the Sabbath aren't the point. The point isn't for us to keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath is something God made for us. Is the Sabbath for today? I would definitely argue yes. And I would also definitely confess that I have done a poor job of observing the Sabbath. But that's something we're working on in our house. What's the point of the Sabbath? Rest. God rested on the first Sabbath during creation and set an example for us to follow. He didn't need to rest. He did it because we do. It's much like the tithe. Observing the Sabbath, taking one full day to rest, testifies that we trust God to provide enough work to meet our needs on the other six days. We trust God to help us do what needs to get done on those days. Observing the Sabbath is a way to show that you actually trust God. Jesus also observed special holy days. We read that Jesus observed the Feast of Tabernacles, the Passover, along with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In fact, it's most likely that Jesus observed all the feasts and festivals described in Leviticus 23. 
If you haven't uh, read that chapter in a while, take a minute and read it. It begins with the Sabbath. The Sabbath wasn't just a day to sleep. It was a festival, a weekly festival, a day of sacred assembly. The festival of unleavened bread was a week long. The festival of trumpets was one day. The day of atonement was one day. The festival of tabernacles was a week long. But Jesus, in his own words, didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. I personally think it would be awesome if we did as they did in the Old Testament and saved up money for months and months to have a celebration for a week as a community. Maybe we should try that sometime. At the very least, when we have special holy days, we should be sure to set them apart and worship. Why? Because there is a rhythm to worship. It's easy to get bogged down with life, and before you know it, you've gone months and months without stopping. Holy days act as a reset. They help draw us out of the monotonous drone of working and striving and realign us with our true calling and identity. We are sons and daughters of God. Our daily scripture focus, Mark chapter 2, verse 27. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine yourself living in Jerusalem during the time of Jesus. Imagine the different festivals and feasts you would have celebrated. Imagine what the Passover would have been like and what it might have been like to spend a week in a tent for the Festival of Tabernacles. Second, reflect. Have you set aside time to rest and be with God and other believers? Have you set aside holy days to remember what God has done for you? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each of these areas. If you haven't trusted God yet by honoring Him with the Sabbath, ask God to help you work harder the other six days of the week and move you towards taking more time off and dedicating it to God. And finally, thank God. Thank God for the example He has set at creation. Thank God for the example of Christ, and thank God that He made rest a priority. 